Sarah B here for another episode of the Sarah B Show. That is right. We are here and we are doing it. And I am pulling hard today on every bit of energy I can find within my body. I almost said muster, but I freaking hate that word. It sounds so gross. Muster. Although it kind of reminds me of cruise ship days. The muster station. Anyway, off on a tangent, I went there. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, like I said, I am having to pull all my energy together. I went to a game night on Friday night and, uh, got pretty wasted. Uh, I started off pretty okay. And then at the end of the night, I learned about a new way to play Mario Kart called Birio Kart, where basically like you have to like win, but also chug the drink that you're drinking and, and be done with it by the time the fourth um, level is over otherwise you lose and you're out and you cannot drink and drive at the same time or in between you can only drink while the race is going on but you cannot drive at the same time like accelerate at the same time so basically the best way to do that is at the very beginning whenever the race starts like chug as much as you can or chug for like 20 seconds and then drive and catch up it was very difficult and then whoever if you don't win at the end you have to take a shot so it was just like oh my god <laughs> It was really like stressful and it made me extremely intoxicated. But that being said, 35 years old, man, uh, it's a lot harder to get over a hangover these days than it used to be. I swear even just like a few years ago was like a lot easier than now. So I feel like I'm still nursing a hangover from like two nights ago as it is Sunday afternoon now. But anyway, I digress. I digress. Um, but yeah, here I am anyway in the studio and, uh, you might be wondering what today's episode is about. Well, I get questions all the time about what it's like to work in radio, what it's like to work with all dudes in radio, you know, what's it like getting up that early? Just so many questions about it. Um, and another question I get asked is what is your favorite part of working in the radio business? So that is what I'm going to talk to you guys about today. It is something very, very fun. It is something that kind of makes you feel a little celebrity-ish, if you will, which is so cringe to say, but it's so true. Uh, but it's also a lot of fun. And it's something that after what, God, 13, 14 years in this business, I never tire of. And I look forward to every single one. And that is Radio Appearances. <laughs> We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Right, so let me break it down for you. Basically, what an appearance is, a radio appearance. The station I work on, the radio show that I actually work on, is called the Lex and Terry Morning Show. They've been around since 1992, originated in Jacksonville, Florida, as I'm sure you all know. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a very fun, very <laughs> very crazy show. And uh, now they are, you know, we broadcast out of Dallas, Texas, and we are nationally syndicated. So that means we are on several stations around the country. Uh, so it always makes me laugh still when I answer the phone, Lex and Terry, and somebody's like, hey, can you play uh, ACDC? <laughs> and like, and I'm like, oh, you got to call your local station, wherever you're calling from, and ask them to play it, because we are just 
the actual morning show of your station. So we're broadcasting on so many different uh, stations, which is really, really cool. And that being said, we uh, we do appearances uh, throughout the year. So a station that will be on will like, you know, want us to fly down and either like be a part of an event they're putting on, whether it be a concert or a barbecue or a, you know, bike outing or like some kind of charity event, fly out, um, you know, do like a meet and greet, take photos, sign autographs, uh, you know, introduce bands, do a comedy show, like whatever the case may be, uh, that will just be a part of something like that. So I've got to go to a lot of really cool places, um, you know, with the Lex and Terry show. And there's some places I still have not got to go yet that I would love to, uh, such as like Fargo is definitely one that, you know, I would love to go to. Uh, West Virginia, I've not been to yet, is one they go to often. Uh, but I'm going to tell you guys about some of my favorite ones. And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of questions about things that go on in appearances and whatnot. Uh, so I'll definitely go into uh, all the questions that I've gotten about these before. That being said, let's get into it. Now, first, I'll start with if I had to pick my favorite appearance ever. I get that one a lot, and it is very easy for me. Now, I've been at, like I said, a lot of cool places. This has nothing to do with even just specifically the location, but more so the event itself, and I very luckily got to do this for a couple of years in a row. Uh, this happened in Pensacola, Florida. Picola, shout out. Uh, an amazing place, by the way, for nobody that's ever been there. Florida is just honestly beautiful in so many ways. I love the beach. The ocean is amazing. Uh, the people there are very nice. For the most part, <laughs> I guess if you're good and bad anywhere, but I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of nice people there. And Pensacola is just, just such a great place. Beautiful, beautiful beaches, great scuba diving. Shout out to my uh, fave divers there, MBT divers. If you're ever in need of any diving stuff or, you know, want to meet some cool people to dive with, go check out their shop. Um, I got uh, recertified with them and I've done some events with MBT and they were so great. Just really, really great people. Um, but anyway, beautiful beaches, great diving there, like I said. Um, and just, it's such a chill place. They have a really cool downtown, a lot of cool haunted areas. Like, it, it's just, ah, I just, I really love Pensacola. The whole place is just a vibe and it's a good one. But they used to do an event, which does not happen anymore, which is absolutely heartbreaking because it was so cool. And it was called Daluna Fest. And this was basically a concert, like two to three day concert festival that would go on literally on the beach, like, at the water. It was so cool. So the way they would do it was there was like two main stages. So at one end of the beach, there would be a giant stage. And then at the other end of the beach, like, I don't know, maybe like a half a mile away. I'm bad at distances. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, but basically, like at the other end, there was another giant stage. And that was the other main stage. So there was main stage one, main stage two. And then they had like another stage or two set up at like in the parking lots there. And those were like the side stages with the smaller bands on them. And so how it worked was like, you know, the side band or the little stages would be playing and whatnot. And then when the main stages happened in the evening time, uh, like a band would finish on one and then immediately on the other one, like the other band would start playing and everybody would like run to the other end of the of the beach. And it was just the coolest thing ever. Like this is when I felt like an absolute like real ass superstar. <laughs> so basically... Um, the radio station has you come out and you're like a part of this event as well. So it's like the Luna Fest featuring all of these bands, the Lex and Terry morning show, this and this and that. And so we were part of like basically the entertainment. So this doesn't even feel like work to me. This is like a freaking like privilege, <laughs> like privilege as hell. So basically you'd get your flights paid for round trip, flight out there and flight back. Uh, your hotel room paid for and the hotels were right on the beach and they would get you amazing rooms too. Usually they were suites and the balcony there faces the ocean. Like 
unbelievable. Just so unbelievable. Uh, you'd have like food and drink vouchers. Basically, you didn't pay for anything. And you got a backstage pass to the freaking concerts. Like, it was it was so amazing. Uh, so those were definitely my favorites. I was very young and very new when I went to those. I think it was like my my first couple of years working in radio. So I was still pretty much a noob. I would say I was probably pretty unprofessional at those. I think I was supposed to be with the guys like announcing some of the bands and I missed out on some pretty cool moments and opportunities to be on stage because I was out drinking and meeting listeners and, you know, fans of the show and stuff and just getting a little crazy with them. Uh, I definitely hit on a lot of police officers there, you know, thing for men in uniform and, you know, it's my thing. Uh, <laughs> one of the coolest moments I do remember, uh, it was at nighttime and it was so awesome. There was like people out there on boats, like right there, just listening to these concerts going on and the Foo Fighters were playing and I was standing in like knee deep water drinking with my bathing suit on and uh, they did a Tom Petty cover and I was just like, God, like this is a freaking cool moment. Like I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. And it was just great. Like there was just so many great moments. So I got to do that. I believe it was two years in a row which was wonderful. Two or three years in a row. I don't know. The last year that it happened, it, <laughs> there was one thing that kind of sucked, um, and all of us agree on the show. Uh, they didn't bug our hotel room soon enough, so all the rooms sold out. So we had to stay in an Airbnb in this condo together, which, like, imagine staying with, like, all of your coworkers in a condo on a work trip. Like, <laughs> it was just so weird. So, like, I think Dee had to sleep on the couch. Lex and Terry got a bedroom. I got a bedroom, and there was, like, sand all in the bed. And it was, like, on the, like, the, the bay side, you know? Like, it just, we had to, like, Uber over to the concert and the beach. And it was just, uh, it was different. But there was a cool moment, too, that um, one of the guys from the radio station, you guys should look him up. His name is Colton Bradford. And he was like an up and comer. I think he was an intern there. And he was just such a cool dude. And we had so much fun together. We even like found fishing stuff in the condo and went fishing at night and caught like little perch and stuff like right off the pier. Uh, But cool, cool dude. He had such like high ambition and goals. And I just remember he used to tell me that his dream was to be like the next Ryan Seacrest. And he's totally living it. If you guys look him up, I think he's living in like Boston now or something. He does radio. He's on TV. Like he is like killing it. And I'm so proud of him. Like, what a cool dude. So if you see him or know him and be like, Sarah B said, what's up? He'll probably be like, who's that? I don't remember this bitch. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, really, really cool dude. So those were definitely my favorite appearances ever were DeLuna Fest and Pensacola. Now, they don't have that anymore, but we do still do um, appearances there, which are still super hella fun because they actually do motorcycle uh, rallies or motorcycle what do you call it? Um, like a motorcycle ride for charity, I guess. And they have like different stops. I think it's like a car. What is it? The poker run. That's it. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, different sponsors. And then the whole thing ends at this big uh, Florabama bar. And it's just a freaking massive party. And the funniest thing is they actually had a party bus that Dee and I went on because we didn't ride. Lex and Terry rode in the motorcycle ride. And uh, God, so many shenanigans went on. A lot of drama the first year, which I'm sure you know the lady that wanted us to try her hot sauce and Dee wouldn't try it or something and there was drama over that but uh anyway pub subs those are delicious uh blue yake and eric were on the bus with us shout out if you guys watched uh mer people on netflix they're the stars of that um anyway so many so many good times in pensacola we love it there all right, so aside from my favorite appearance and my favorite one ever that we've done uh probably the next most question i get asked and this is a big one Have I ever hooked up with anyone at any appearances? 
We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Alright, y'all. So as you know, I... uh started working for the Lexington Morning Show in 2009. So that's a long time. I think I took two years off when I worked on Carnival Cruises. And aside from that, I've been with Lexington and doing appearances. So in all those time, people always want to know. And I don't know why they want to know if they're just like <laughs> interested in the personal stuff or like, you know, wondering if they have a chance or <laughs> I don't know really what the, the reasoning is behind it. Uh, but I will tell you, yes, I have hooked up with someone at an appearance and it was only one time ever was it a listener I don't really know if I believe right I don't think he was like an avid listener like he knew of the show uh but I don't think he was like a hardcore like fan if that makes sense uh so you know what let's just get right into it it was my very first appearance ever with Lex and Terry so I believe it would have had to be like 2010 maybe 2011 but I was very young it was very early on and it was in Gainesville, Florida. Gville, college town, super fun. And I remember it wasn't just any ordinary appearance because usually the appearances will be like flown in on Friday. And then depending on where it's at, like we'll do something Friday night, Saturday, and then fly home on Sunday. And <laughs> this was not like that. This one, we actually stayed there for a full week in Gainesville because we were moving radios or we were moving studios. Uh, so while we were there, you know, stuff was happening back here. People were moving stuff over, testing out all the equipment, whatnot. So we broadcasted on air in Gainesville, Florida for a full week while the studios were getting moved back in Dallas, Texas. So we stayed at a hotel. I don't even remember what hotel it was called at this point, but I was like so excited. I was on cloud nine. I felt so cool, like my first appearance ever. Uh, and I made friends with the guy at the who I think he was like the concierge guy at the hotel we stayed at. He was so adorable. He was so sweet, so nice. And I was so excited to be there because like there were alligators in Gainesville and you guys know I'm like a mad animal lover. Ooh, I should do a podcast on that sometime, all my animal shenanigans. That's a good idea. Okay, I digress. Future one. Uh, but anyway, apparently there was a lake. I feel like I'm giving too much away. I don't want anybody to know who this person is. He's probably like, shut the hell up. Um, <laughs> if he even remembers me, like the other guy. Uh, anyway, so there was a lake there, and apparently there was like so many alligators in it. And he was telling me all about it, and he's like, yeah, maybe like later on this week sometime, like we can go out at night, and if you shine a flashlight, you can see all the alligator eyes. I'm like, that sounds amazing. So anyway, uh, throughout the week, we had talked, you know, got to know each other a little better. And uh, and he took me out one night and we went to look at the alligators. And he was right. You shine the light out and there were eyes everywhere. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. It was like the equivalent of a guy taking a girl out to star- stargaze. And he's like, oh, there's Cassiopeia. No, this was like way effing cooler, like alligator eyes. Like I was in I was in heaven. It was the coolest little like kind of not date cute thing ever. Oh, it could have been a movie moment for real, for real. Steve Irwin date. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, it was really, really fun. And the week just got better and better with him. It was so great. You know, we'd go to work, come home, come home, come to the hotel, sleep. Uh, we did have an appearance there and I met so many people. I remember like 
I signed some guy's tattoo. Like it was just so many crazy things that happened. It was very fun. And I was like, oh, I'm living for this. Like this job is where I'm meant to be. This is so fun. I had the best time. But yeah, like I said, as the week went on, me and this guy got closer and closer. And uh, we talked about Jersey Shore, <laughs> which this is dating how far back that was. And so there was a new episode, I think the Thursday nights or something. And so he's like, hey, we could get room service and I can come where you can watch it. Like, yeah, totally cool. Uh, so we did that and we ended up hooking up and it was very sweet. It wasn't like, so, you know, it's not like I met like some random listener who was like drunk at an appearance. Like, oh, it's my Golden Bank Sarah B. Morgan or something, you know, like the whole week we kind of like hit it off and got to know each other better. And it was like. This sounds so stupid, but it was like a really magical night. It was very sweet. It was very like heartfelt. It was definitely a like make love session than anything else. And uh, it was just really cool. And then to like cherry on top it, the next day before we left Gainesville to come back to Dallas, he had actually gone out and got me a little like silver, like really nice alligator charm to put on a necklace it was the absolute freaking sweetest thing in the entire world and he's like here so you'll always remember this and you know remember me and I'm like oh my god like do they build guys like that anymore do those things happen anymore because I think that's like the first and last time that's ever happened to me (laughs) like what a great guy oh my gosh anyway it was so so sweet uh we like, kept in contact very little after that. I do remember I did see him one more time. Like, years later, he came to Dallas with a friend. He was actually in a band and uh, came to play a show. And we met up at – or I, I think I came to a show and we had a drink together. And he was still just as sweet as ever. So, hope he is doing well. Not going to name any names. But, so, yes, I have hooked up with one person at an appearance. And that was that time. <laughs> All right, now let's get to the nitty-gritty. You guys might be asking, like, why is she really doing this appearance episode? Well, we have an appearance coming up, the Lex and Terry show, and it will be this coming up week. It's going to be a little different um, because this is happening in Springfield, Missouri, and uh, we are doing the Subpar Classic, which is like a crazy—it's like a golf tournament on crack, basically, is the best way to explain it. Now, I've been to Springfield many, many times. Before the Subpar Classic started, we used to do a thing there called the Boobicue, which was like basically they'd have like a bikini contest um, with the girls there that lived in town or whoever signed up or whatever. And they would have a big barbecue and then like bands would play. It was really fun. Um, Like Pop Evil, um, Hailstorm, trying to think of other ones. It was very fun. It was a great appearance. They did it for, I think, eight years and then switched to the Subpar Classic which this coming up year that we're going uh, next week, I think will be the seventh year in a row. I missed the very first one because I was still working on cruise ships, but I've been to every other one since. And oh my God, you guys, when I say S show, that is this appearance. And I mean that in the absolute best way. It is so much fun. It is a giant party. Every year, some kind of crazy crap or shenanigans go down. And it is just so much fun. Like, I hate golf. I think golf is the most boring thing ever. I don't even like mini golf. But I will always, like, love a subpar classic. So they sell foursomes. So it's four people to a team. And it sells out every year. It's already sold out again this year. Um, and basically, normally, we'll fly. We'll do a show Friday. Fly out to Springfield um, Friday after the show. And then Friday night, we'll do an appearance where we'll, like, go to a bar or some kind of club or something. You know, meet people, take pictures, sign autographs, all that stuff. And then the next morning starts very early. We go out to the golf course and... Uh, 
you know, basically you do like a meet and greet for an hour or two, and then there's a lunch that's served, and then the golf tournament starts, and then everybody just gets wasted, and it gets crazy. And then we don't ever leave there to like, I'm always drunk when we leave, so I don't really know the time. I'm thinking like 5, 6 p.m. or something we leave. We used to do the first uh, few years of it, we would do a staff dinner with like the whole radio station after, but it's just become such a long, crazy, like, day of just being out in the heat and drinking and you're just exhausted after that we've kind of like ixnayed the whole like staff dinner after and then we fly out on Sunday and to make matters worse and you know I don't know if it's worse I used to hate this but now I kind of enjoy it because it's like you're gone the whole weekend so you get back early it's kind of nice but uh Terry on the Lexi and Terry show likes getting back very early and he likes his flight out to be at like 4 a.m or something so we always party hardy on Saturday complete exhaustion and then fly out like the crack of like before dawn the next day. But like I said, that used to kill me. But now I like really, really enjoy it because I like getting home and like getting to like take a long nap and catch up on some sleep and then get everything ready for the week. You know, I guess that's what happens when I get older. I get more responsible. What? Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> anyway, so the reason this year is going to be a little different is because we are actually going to be flying out on Thursday after the show for the first time ever. And so we'll be uh, flying out Thursday, doing the show from Springfield, a Springfield-only broadcast, while a best-of show, like old past shows, play on all of our other stations on Friday, and then the appearance Friday night, the Subpar Classic on Saturday, and fly back on Sunday. So that'll be super interesting and fun. I'm pretty excited about it, because Thursday night, I I mean, going to Springfield so many times, like, I can't remember the last, like, I've been going to Springfield for, what, like 10 years maybe or something? Every year almost? I don't know. I've just made so many great friends there. So I'm going to, Thursday night when we get in, I'm going to go have some drinks with friends. Uh, I think we might do a staff dinner Thursday night as well. Uh, Friday morning, like I said, the show. Friday night appearance. And then all day Saturday will be the the subpar classic. So it's going to be a great time. I'm very excited. And uh, I was going to share with you guys some crazy stories that have happened at Subpar Classic before. Uh, For example, the very first year I ever went, Ian, Ian Gleason, he worked for the Lex and Terry show back then. And it was a complete S show. I got absolutely obliterated. I did not know what to expect. I said yes to every drink and every shot that everyone gave me. Oh, my God. I was a mess. I got so drunk and Ian and I were like fighting and I don't even know about what. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) It was because Ian got his own golf cart and I did not. And I thought that was extremely unfair that I had to ride with D who drove me around everywhere and I didn't get to drive my own. And it was like BS in my opinion. I was also TMI. Mother Nature was in town. I was on my period. And so every time I had to go change my tampon, I'd be like, D, can you drive me to the bathroom? And, you know, the more drunk I got, and I'm just kind of crazy anyway. The more unruly I got, and uh, I was pouty, and you know, I don't know. It was so funny though. And at one point, I actually stole Lex and Terry's golf cart because <laughs> Terry took the key. Because I guess I had kept trying, and it turns out they are universal keys. So I stole a key out of Baden's golf cart, who worked for Q102 in Springfield, and I used it on Lex and Terry's golf cart and left. And oh my God, how do I still have a job? Oh, they were so mad because they were like stuck there at that hole for a long time. And Dee's like, oh God. Like, <laughs> so I stole it. I was running around. I was like trying to find Ian. There is this tunnel at this at this particular golf course. 
that was called like the love tunnel or the makeout tunnel because it was like a just a tunnel that you would go through and it was like one way like so people would have to stop before you go in and see if anybody else is coming because only one golf cart at a time can go through there it's very small very narrow well your girl sarah b being very drunk on her stolen golf cart went through the makeout tunnel alone and uh got stuck i got stuck in the love tunnel very stuck and it was like that it was like that scene in Austin Powers where he like goes forward reverse forward reverse forward reverse trying to get that little golf cart out of the tunnel basically that was like me and I couldn't I couldn't get it out I got lodged in there so the marshal had to come of the course and another guy and like pull the golf cart out of there for me oh my god I was so embarrassed if I wasn't who I was and there for an appearance I probably would have got kicked out of the golf course but they make a lot of exceptions and bend the rules for that specific day because they know it's just like a party time anyway it was very very funny so yeah that night did not end well like I said I was absolutely wasted we were going back to the hotel we were all in an uber after the subpar I just kept drinking the whole day I was so so disgustingly sloppily like unattractively wasted you know like the half open eyes like the slurring like just gross just gross. So I remember riding back in the car to the hotel and I just remember being really hot. And I remember like, oh no, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And it took everything in me to just like swallow and like breathe and like just try to make it back to that hotel in time. The guys were all talking about going to Culver's after for some butter burgers. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll meet you. And they're like, well, we're going to meet downstairs in like 20, 25 minutes. And then we're all going to go. If you're not there, then you're not coming. Like, cool. So I uh, went upstairs. Whew, I threw up everywhere. I guess not everywhere. I threw up in the toilet, but I threw up a lot. I barfed and I barfed and I barfed until I could barf no more. And then I went and passed the F out in my bed. I think that was at like maybe 7 p.m., 6 p.m. And I woke up at like 2 a.m., all the clothes on, hadn't brushed my teeth. I was burning up because the alcohol was just sweating out of me. My mouth tasted awful. I, my head was just pounding I feel like just describing this you guys can probably imagine how bad I felt you could just imagine the head thing right now but anyway I was so effing thirsty I had nothing to drink my mouth was so dry I'm like I need water like I need food I need everything so it was like 2 a.m I like freaking put clothes on I had managed to take those off (laughs) I went down to the lobby and I think I spent like 30 dollars and like waters and sodas and Gatorades and M&Ms and chips and pizza pockets and like whatever they had down there and I went back upstairs I drank everything I feasted and then I think I went to sleep for like an hour and a half or two hours before I had to be up again for the flight talk about miserable oh my god so that was the first and the last time that's ever happened to me I will say I went so hard the first year that I think I've scared myself every year after because I was like I swear to god I'm never gonna be that bad again because the guys like hated the way I was (laughs) they hated it um everybody else said it was very fun um but I just I felt so bad so everywhere I've gone back I've tried to like make sure I don't get to that so it's hard too because They sell shots, they sell alcohol, they sell all that in there. There's people going around with like micheladas and mimosas first thing when you get there. So it's like, it's, it's hard. It's like you need, you either need to like not drink at all and then just start in the afternoon. I've never actually tried that. 
um, I always start like early, but then I stop myself and drink water and try to like pace, but then I can never get back into it. It's like I get that nice buzz and then I just get tired for the rest of the day. So like if you guys have any tips, please let me know. I feel like it's like a marathon, either like you're chill or you're just absolutely balls to the walls and there's no in between. At least that's been my experience so far. So we'll see what it's like this year. Um, another couple of fun highlight stories to point out. Another year we did this. Um, it was COVID actually. And <laughs> Terry, I remember, ended up not going because he didn't want to fly, but we were able to drive. So we're like, oh, we could still do this. So Dee and myself and uh, Lex, we rented a car and drove to Springfield. It's like eight or nine hours or something like that. It was absolutely miserable, in my opinion. I hate road trips. And like Dee was driving and he was falling asleep, which was freaking me out. And I was trying to like keep him awake. And it was just so miserable. And then we were like having to wear mask out there. And like it was just it was just a weird experience and uh in that same year though I'm not gonna name any names because there's some drama behind this but there were two women that were working at the course and they were driving golf carts and they were selling shots to people well these two women ended up taking shots with like everyone basically and drinking all the alcohol and I'm not exaggerating I mean all the alcohol so much so that they actually got like absolutely wasted and were out puking on the golf course and like passed out and so they had to be driven back by <laughs> the owner and um they were in the golf car and leaning over like just passed out like literally passed out I have pictures <laughs> and they just started vomiting like all over the parking lot chunks everywhere like it, like funny now because they're okay but at the time like really seemed like they were going to die like like that bad. It was so bad. So that was a memorable moment. And uh, I remember afterwards we went home and we were going to stay. And like that night we were kind of like, do you guys just want to leave now? And I was like, honestly, kind of. Yeah. So I think we I think we got a couple hours of sleep and I think we left at like 2 a.m. or something to drive home. And like I took the last leg and I was just like so tired. And oh, my God, it was just so miserable. I hate driving that far of distances. I hate it. And last but not least, last year, also a memorable moment. Um, uh, the first time ever somebody broke something. And it was like, I think the first hole, maybe the second one, it was the guy driving her in the passenger seat. He was like leaning out trying to grab his vape that he dropped and fell out of the golf cart and dislocated his dislocated his collarbone, I think it was. Uh, so that was pretty insane. He got a trophy. They actually made a trophy for it. The official, the first broken bone of the Subbar Classic. <laughs> Like her first injury. And then also there was um, a guy that was playing with his family um, in the golf classic or on the team or whatever. This guy's cousin who ended up getting absolutely wasted. And the marshal was like telling him he needed to leave or telling him he was too drunk or cut off. I can't remember what it was exactly, but this guy was drunk and he was pissed. And he ended up, I'm not exaggerating, headbutting, headbutting the marshal. Like, I think he broke his nose. Like, he was bleeding and everything. And he ended up, the guy ended up taking off running. And the marshal called the police. And the police ended up arresting him. He, I just remember the guy sitting there, like, absolutely wasted. And he had handcuffs on and, like, a big bruise on his head from, like, headbutting the marshal. Like, so, yeah, that's the Subpar Classic in Spring <laughs> Springfield, Missouri. Brought to you by Key 102. So much fun. Uh, again, we are leaving this coming up Thursday for the next Subpar Classic, and uh, and we'll see what happens. Uh, my goal this year is to have, like, a lot more, like, crazy fun closer to the first year, but not getting that caliber to where, I, like, I don't know what's going on and I throw up. So if I could be, like, halfway like I was the first year, 
I don't know, man. For all my like marathon drinkers and day drinkers, help me. Like, give me some tips, please. I would love it. So, <laughs> that being said, you guys, I will be out of town um, like all through next week. So, I'm basically working like two weeks straight. Um, so, no new podcast next week after this one. So this will be out for two weeks before another one comes out. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up, uh, but I will definitely update you on the next podcast. What happens this weekend in Springfield? It could be like totally like, like boring. And I don't mean boring as like the appearance, but boring as in like no crazy stories. Maybe it'll be really fun and go really smoothly and there's no drama or chaos or craziness. Who knows? It could just be a really good, wholesome, fun appearance. So uh, either way, whatever happens, I will definitely let you guys know. Uh, but in the meantime, you can always go to sarahbshow.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-B-S-H-O-W.com. You can find all the past episodes there, including this one, which you probably already know if you're listening to it right now. Yeah, common sense, Sarah B. Anyway, you can also follow my social media sites. Those are all on the website as well. Uh, But basically, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. If you enjoy this, please uh, rate it. Give it five stars if you like it. Um, Ratings help for sure. And yeah, I always have a thing on there as well. Um, You know, like I said last time, let me know what you want to hear about in any future episodes. I definitely read those and uh, and I appreciate them because sometimes uh, the creative flow gets a little slow. You know what I'm saying? And there you go. I appreciate everything you guys do, and I love you all, and I just hope y'all have the best week ever. Wish me luck in Springfield that I don't die from alcohol poisoning. Send all the good vibes, and uh, and there you go. Until next time, you guys. I love you all. Sarah B. out.